0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store.
1: Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's The Grace Curley Show. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and The Spectator. The
2: Grinch did not steal Christmas.
1: Here's the Millennial with the Mic, They want you to say Grace. Grace Curley.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. Thank you all so much for joining us today on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon in December. We've got a lot to get to uh, heading into the holidays. A lot of news out there. And... I actually wanted to start with a follow up from yesterday's poll question. It's always nice, Jared, when you have a poll question and then you have an answer. You have a result right afterwards. You're able to kind of you're able to kind of put a pin in it. And yesterday's poll question for people who weren't listening. Shame on you. First of all, the poll question was, do you think Harvard will give Claudine Gay the boot? Will she resign? And when I say resign, they resign, but it's because they're kind of forced to resign. So it's really, they're getting, you know, the ax. And I said no. My audience, for the most part, all of you out there said no. And I have good news for you today. We were correct. We were right. Claudine Gay is going to survive the backlash. Harvard announced that they will not be giving President Claudine Gay the boot. It was the Harvard Corporation, and they announced that uh, she's going to stay. And really, I had kind of a, a change of heart yesterday while I was on the show. That's how quickly I can change my mind. Why should they get rid of her? Like, she is a perfect representation of the school. Don't you want someone who embodies everything you stand for? She's a plagiarist. She's anti-Semitic. She's incompetent. Why not be the leader of a student body that admires all those qualities? If they think that she's a great face for Harvard, then why should we stop them from having her represent Harvard? Yeah, sure they might lose a lot of money in donations they might get a lot of billionaire hedge fund donors who are pulling out and saying no thanks but they're staying true to themselves and I, I can't hate on them for that stay true to yourself stay the course if you're proud to have a president who can't call out people who are calling for the genocide of Jews far be it from grace Curley to deter you from staying on that road i actually i would prefer you know and, and what it reminds me of jared is when people say it's kind of like my rule for censorship when people want uh, certain politicians censored or kicked out of congress or things like this i feel as though if the other side wants to explain to people why they're so stupid. Like, if they want to put their ideas out there for the world to see, I would prefer to let them do that. And rather than Harvard, so here's what Harvard would have had to do. Harvard would have had to, as a friend of mine who's actually a Harvard grad, I would say he's a proud Harvard grad, but after today's phone call while I was driving in, I'm not so sure about that anymore. But what they would have had to do is they would have had to find somebody else and they would have had to put in some hard work and find someone who could handle uh, this amount of, I don't want to even call it scandal, but this amount of controversy. And Harvard didn't want to do that. They wanted to stick with Claudine Gay. And he pointed out to me, this friend of mine, you all can probably guess who this is. It's, it's, It's probably not hard to, it's probably not hard to figure out. But He pointed out that the plagiarism that Claudine Gay is accused of or, you know, what, I should use the terminology here that they used in this letter because they put out this letter. Dear members of the Harvard community, I got it sent to me, even though, believe it or not, I'm not a member of the Harvard community. I don't even have a sweatshirt. It says, as members of the Harvard Corporation, we today reaffirm our support for President Gay's continued leadership of Harvard University. Our extensive deliberations affirm our confidence that President Gay is the right leader to help our community heal and to address the very serious societal issues we are facing. I concur. I I, I don't think she's going to help anybody heal, but I think she's the right leader. I think she's the right leader for a university full of students who are anti-Semitic, why not have the leader also mirror that same ideology? And uh, something that I would like to point out here is that they go on... Oh, well, first of all, when I I got this letter forwarded to me by an unnamed source, my immediate reaction was, search bar. You know how you you can search a document... Search bar Jewish. And then I thought, you know what? I'll make it even take out the ish. Search bar Jew. Any mention of Jews, Jewish, Israel? No. No, 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 no. No, when they say calls for genocide are despicable and contrary to fundamental human values. Again, this is Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 wah. God forbid they get a little specific and reference the actual hearing that led to this conversation. But I'm not even going to get into that. They Later they go into her plagiarism, the, the accusations that Claudine Gay plagiarized some parts of her dissertation from 1997. She has a very, has a very small um, record when it comes to things that she's published. There's not a lot to look at. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But the terminology they use which I really love, is inadequate citations. They're talking about her inadequate citations. Now, this friend of mine who called me this morning, he who shall not be named, he said that this would likely be enough, what they're accusing her of, to get a student of Harvard either suspended or expelled, suspended for at least a semester. And so you know where my mind went immediately, Jared, once I heard that. I was like, okay, if there is anyone out there who has been kicked out of Harvard, who has been even been punished, reprimanded, slap on the wrist for plagiarism or sloppy citations, inadequate citations, however you want to phrase it, now is your chance. I feel like one of those ambulance chasers that you see uh, in the commercials of Maury, who's like, hey, if you've been diagnosed with mesothelioma, call one eight four four. Five hundred forty-two, forty-two. we will get you justice we will figure this out but it, seriously if you've been someone i'm sure there's been people at harvard who have been in trouble for plagiarism before if you're a harvard man a harvard woman a harvard person who identifies as a cat did you get treated unfairly because you and i'm using air quotes here plagiarized now's your chance meow now is your chance for justice And we were right about something else, too, because yesterday we were talking about this and one of the callers pointed out that she's now going to become a hero. Like, Claudine Gay is now the victim in all of this. Uh, Again, everybody except for Jews and maybe Christians can be victims. Claudine Gay can be a victim. She's a victim of Bill Ackman. She's a victim of Elise Stefanik. She's a victim of the conservative right that is pouncing and weaponizing and seizing. Um, And one of the quotes that I was reading in the New York Post, it was actually from Bill Ackman. He said, I've been told now by two reporters that one of the factors that made it challenging for the Harvard board to fire gay was that they were concerned it would look like they were kowtowing to me. In other words, he made it. So that she would stay. And I kind of knew that was going to happen. Once he, was, once he was tweeting and putting out there that he wanted her fired and people were saying one down, two more to go, one down referring to Liz McGill from UPenn, I thought, ooh, she's good now. She's good. Because if a rich white man wants to take you down and you, and here's an important part because I don't want people to misconstrue what I'm saying. If a rich white man wants to take you down and you check the right boxes, you will be Okay. As Deval Patrick once said, we're going to be fine. Now, that was Liz McGill's biggest mistake. Mm, Let me rephrase that. Her biggest mistake was refusing to condemn people calling for the genocide of Jews. I would say that's number one. But a a close second, Jared, uh, as far as biggest mistakes goes, being a white lady. That was the reason they could say, see you later. And, you know, if I were part of the conservative, I'm sure there's a conservative group on campus at Harvard, You know what I would be doing today? I would be sitting around, gathering around, get the donuts, get the coffee. I get all my fellow conservatives, all six of them at Harvard in a room, and I would say, we are now on a mission starting today to put Claudine Gay and the rest of the Harvard faculty's newfound love for free speech to the test. It is our job to test this commitment that they claim to have. That's what they say in 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 this thing. It says... It says, at Harvard, we champion open discourse and academic freedom. Again, the FIRE rankings have them dead last as far as being open to discussions. Freedom of speech. They rank dead last. But now they're saying they're united and, and they champion open discourse. So if I'm part of the Harvard conservative group, I would say we have to put this commitment to open discourse and academic freedom to the test. That means Ben Shapiro, Riley Gaines, Tucker Carlson, get him in there. Get him onto the Harvard yard. As Joe Biden would say, you pack your car in the Harvard barn. And you know what? Let's really see how committed they are. Why not take it full throttle, Jared? Get Donald Trump to the Harvard yard. You you claim that you're so interested in open discourse. Fine. Let's see it. Now, um, we have more to talk about on this front. It's really amazing, though. And, and Bill Ackman said, in other words, the reporters explained, had Bill just stopped tweeting, we would have come to the right answer. So much, so much for Veritas. Yeah, Claudine Gay was saved from this situation because she checks all the right boxes. And because the left could make it seem like she was under attack. I thought it was just being held accountable, Jared. I thought that this is a consequence culture. You know, there's consequences for your actions or for your words. Words matter. Now, again, I want to go on the record saying I'm very excited that they decided to keep her on. Because I think it's a perfect fit. And I think people should know if you're sending your kid, if you're sending your child to Harvard, And you're about to pay a whole lot of money. You should know what you're dealing with. And they're not trying to hide it anymore. So there's no excuse for people. There's no excuse for people to send their kids there and say, I didn't know they're anti-Semitic. Oh, no, their president is proudly anti-Semitic. And uh, there, there's no hiding that. We have a wonderful show planned. We're going to talk about this latest um, from special counsel Jack Smith regarding Trump's cell phone. We're going to talk to David Harsani in the one o'clock about the Hunter Biden indictment, about Doug, Doug, Dougie, Doug, Doug M. Hoff's Hanukkah story. Never heard this version before, but Doug is bringing some new light to this story. So we'll talk about that. We got a lot to get to. And most importantly, we're going to take your calls. 844-500-4242. Also a lot of Biden cuts, which I think I might dive into later on. There's so much uh, tension right now in not only in the Middle East, but just all over the world, especially in this country. There's a great deal of uncertainty and i think it's easy for people when they start seeing all of this chaos to kind of shut down and to forget about how grateful we should be to forget about our fallen heroes that's not what you want to do especially around this time of year we have so many reasons to be a grateful nation and we have our military and our veterans to thank for our liberties and our freedoms national Wreaths across america day is saturday december 16th you can join in the mission to remember our fallen heroes honor those who currently serve and teach younger generations the value of their freedom. A $17 donation to Wreaths Across America sponsors a fresh handmade balsam wreath from Maine with a single red bow. It's coming up this Saturday. It's such a wonderful event. It's so uh, meaningful and poignant and you're going to be really proud to take part in it and it doesn't cost a lot of money to be part of something bigger than yourself, and that means so much to so many people and their families. So a $17 donation sponsors a fresh handmade balsam wreath. The Veterans Wreaths have become a gift of America's respect. Join the more than 2 million volunteers and supporters who will gather to remember, honor, and teach at more than 4,000 participating locations in all 50 states, at sea, and abroad. Please sponsor a Veterans Wreath today. Go to wreathsacrossamerica.org. That's wreathsacrossamerica.org. Please donate now. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curly Show.
0: Doug Emhoff is in the news. You know what that means. That means we have an excuse here to play our favorite sound cut. I don't know if what Kamala Harris has, like her, her gaff gaff ability, I don't know what you call it, if it's contagious or something, or if it's a Venn diagram situation, and she just happens to hang out with a lot of people who also make gaffes. So there's a big crossover section on the diagram. But this is pretty unbelievable. So Doug Emhoff, who's supposed to be like the voice for Jewish people in the White House, he keeps speaking out and saying, you know, he's disappointed in the, pre- in the presidents from these universities. And he puts out a Hanukkah tweet. Also, can we, uh, who was the, the, uh, the sound cut, Jared? It's one of my favorite sound cuts. Uh, I think it's Smokey Robinson saying happy Chanukah. I don't know what that is, but I hope you have a good one. I'll definitely be playing that throughout the course of the day. So Doug Emhoff puts out this tweet, right? And he says, the story of Hanukkah and the story of the Jewish people has always been one of hope and resilience. Now, I'll tell you the point where he loses people, Okay. He says, in the Hanukkah story, the Jewish people were forced into hiding. No one thought they would survive or that the few drops of oil they had would last. But they survived and the oil kept burning. During those eight days in hiding, they recited their prayers and continued their traditions. He goes on to say that's why Hanukkah means dedication. So what people took issue with is this idea that the Jews were hiding and not fighting back. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something right now. I am not going to try to explain the story of Hanukkah. I'm going to talk to David Harsani about it. He can explain why Doug Emhoff's tweet bombed so badly. But I'm also not out here, Jared, putting out tweets trying to explain the meaning of Hanukkah. Like, if you're going to explain the meaning of Hanukkah and you're the vice president of the United States' husband, then can't someone double check it? Yeah, I, I have people double check everything. And I'm a nobody. Okay, I'm a nobody. And I'll still say to Jared, hey, is this spelled right before I send it out? I don't want to look like an idiot. This guy's married to the vice president. Now, guaranteed, it would be hard for him to look like more of an idiot than she looks like on a daily basis. But still, would it kill Uh you? Oh, yeah. Now, this could have been our poll question, Jared. is like, Was it Doug who sent out the tweet? Or was it an intern? We know they're going to blame an intern. We know that. You really have no choice in this situation. Your hands are tied. You have to blame somebody else. Otherwise, there's just too much egg on your face. But what do we think happened here? Do we think that Doug sat down, that he took a break from whatever makes up his busy schedule, and that he actually crafted this tweet? Like, does he really not understand the story of Hanukkah? Or did he have some intern, someone on his team write this up and send it out. They had to delete the tweet. That's how bad it was. They had to delete it. I'm just, every time I don't think, or every time I think they can't make any more mistakes, they can't embarrass themselves any further, they do. And it's quite something. It really is. Um, When we come back, we will do the poll question. Actually, you know what, Jared? We can do it quickly here. We'll do the poll question, and then when we come back, uh, we're going to talk all about Harvard will take your calls on it. And there's just a lot of updates to get to. Today's poll question is brought to you by the Nosset Beach Inn. Right now, you can stay at the NASA Beach Inn for under $200. To reserve your pet-friendly Ocean View room, go to NossetBeachInn.com. That's NossetBeachInn.com. What's the PQ, Jared?
3: Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com, is should Republicans appear on liberal-leaning channels or shows? Yes, it's good to get the message out, or no, it's a trap.
0: It's I, I do wish there was a third option, but I wanted to make it harder for people. I'm going to say yes, I'll explain myself further when we come back.
3: 43 percent say yes. 57 percent say no, it's a trap.
0: Okay, I, I I'm gonna make my case on this when we return. We'll also play some Joe Biden sound cuts and there's a lot of news to get to so you're not going to want to go anywhere. I want to talk about a solar company scandal too that's brewing. We'll be right back.
1: Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio.
3: Happy Chinooka. I have no idea what Chinooka is.
0: Ah, Smokey Robinson. Neither does Doug Emhoff, maybe apparently. Maybe
3: Smokey <laughs> sent the tweet.
0: Yeah, maybe he's working at the White House. Tweet I don't know. We will get more uh, info on that tweet and on the story of Hanukkah. And, you know, I hope Doug's listening because maybe him and his, his staffers could learn something when we talked to David Harsani about it in the one o'clock. Um, I did want to go to the calls here, but I just want to explain a little bit of where I'm coming from with the poll question, why we even chose that. So our poll question today is should Republicans, conservatives, whatever you want to call them, go on CNN and other networks, liberal leaning networks? And the options are, yes, it's important to get our message out there or no, it's a trap. I used to feel like, no, it's a trap. And the reason I bring this up is because CNN's trying to host a debate. That's right. There's going to be more debates. I don't understand why the RNC is going to CNN for debates, but I actually, I kind of do understand. Rona McDaniel is not a good leader of the RNC, and this is what we're getting now. But the only person they can get right now to agree to it is Ron DeSantis. He's the only one who said yes. Nikki Haley, who, by the way, I think is going to be endorsed by uh, Governor sununu of new hampshire today at some point she has said no she doesn't want to appear on cnn and the other candidates vivek and chris christie they're not qualifying for the debate i would venture to say if you can't get anybody if you can only get one person you're gonna have to let the also rands qualify just kind of by default like you need people I don't know,
3: you could like Caitlin Collins just going to screed against Ron DeSantis for forty nine minutes.
0: She probably know. would love that. It didn't do That's wonders. Really it'll be. It didn't do wonders for her career when she did it against Trump, but maybe she'd have more success with DeSantis. So that was part of my reasoning to say, would you appear on CNN if you're Nikki Haley? The other part of it too is that James Comer who's the head of the Oversight Committee, who's been looking into Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's influence-peddling schemes. He was on with Jake Tapper recently. And Jake Tapper was, you know, his typical smarmy, um, smug, arrogant self. And they were going back and forth about this Hunter Biden indictment brought by David Weiss. And later, Comer went on to say that he thinks the viewers of CNN are low-IQ viewers, which led, led a lot of people to go, why did you go on? Like, why are you going on CNN? I think it's important to go on those networks. Now, Jared, if I could create a third option, which I know I can. Jared doesn't even let me break the rules. But if I could create a third option, here's what I would say. Conservatives should go on CNN and other liberal leaning networks if they know how to play the game. For example, Vivek Ramaswamy, he's not going on CNN because he thinks the CNN viewers are going to suddenly become big Vivek fans, but he knows he can take those hosts. He knows that in a battle of wits, he can destroy a Chuck Todd and then it goes viral. And then all of a sudden he's getting um, he's getting a lot more airtime. There's a lot more people talking about him and it helps his campaign. And I think really it helps the conservative movement for people on the internet who otherwise might not see that clip to see a viral cut of a Republican slamming a Democrat on some key issues. However, this is a big however, if you are a Republican who's under the impression that you're going to get a fair shake and that you can go on with Jake Tapper or you can go on with Chuck Todd or you can go on with Caitlin Collins and just approach this like any other interview, stay away. You're not helping our cause. You're making us look bad. Truth. You're making us look bad and you're giving them red meat for their audience. So it's a very fine line. There's few people, in my opinion, who can do it. There's few people who can go on those shows and handle the hosts. And I'll I'll, I'll create a list. Actually, I'll I'll start having lists on this on this desk of people I think can do it. I know Vivek can do it because I've seen it. And uh, if I if I think of others, I'll let you know. But there's there's few people who can do it. Trump can do it. Trump showed that at, at CNN on that town hall. He can do it. But it's a fine line, David. You're up next on the Grace Curley show. Go ahead, David.
2: Hi, Grace. I reluctantly agree with you, but again, you need you need a brilliant person to be able to hand it to them because they've got all the tools aligned to cut you off and 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 engage in all sorts of surprise tactics. You know, and I think there are intellectuals who are capable of doing it, but I'm not sure a lot of politicians. Trump be one, but I wanted to talk about the Harvard a fiasco. Yeah. Which is these these stupid college presidents who are who think they're schooling the world on free speech. And if they actually believed in free speech, then their answers were appropriate. That that speech that incites violence is a, is an extremely narrow category and it is contextual. But these are people who categorize misgendering as an act of violence. These are people who do not believe in free speech. They've ended careers and students over statements that are clearly constitutional. And so to stand up there with a smirk and lecture the world about how their havens of free speech is duplicitous, it's disregarding of the audience, and it treats us like idiots. And they need to go for that reason alone. They weren't smart enough to navigate this.
0: It's such a great point, David. And the reason I love it is because for a while, if I'm being honest with the audience, for a while I was kind of torn on this because I was thinking, well, are we doing are we doing what we accuse other people of doing? Like where we don't like the language they're using. We don't like the words that they're saying. and, And so we want them held accountable. Is that am I a liberal snowflake? Am I partaking in this cancel culture? But what a lot of people have pointed out, and I think what, what David's speaking to, is that if someone sets up new rules and requires us to live by them, if conservatives are going to lose their jobs, if athletes who tweet the wrong thing from 2011 are going to lose their contracts, you know, if people's lives are going to be upended because they had the wrong thought or, you know, they, they wrote the wrong column for some publication then it's only right that this applies across the board. And now listen to this part too. If it applies across the board and the other side of the aisle starts to see how dangerous this game is and then they want to come back to the table and say, listen, we've got to change this. We apologize. We've changed our minds. I'm open to that. But what I'm not open to is Republicans being held to a certain standard. And then when the time comes and it's liberals' turn, we say, well, you know, we have to stick by our principles here. No, I don't really think that's the case. I think sometimes the only way to make people understand the error of their ways is to make them live by their own rules. That's how I feel. And again, the reason I don't have a problem with Claudine Gay staying on board is because... I think that Harvard is a horrible institution. And I think she's the perfect face for it. And I wish them well. I wish them good luck. I wish them lots of luck. I don't have a problem with it. I think it's a nice fit. But I also don't have a problem with, for example, UPenn saying to Liz McGill, you got to hit the road. Like, this is not what we stand for. Because if it's truly not what you're about, then you shouldn't have a person there who's representing you, who's giving that impression to the world. And that's what you, Penn, said. They said, we are not about this. We have donors who are very proud Jewish people. We have donors who aren't Jewish who find what you're saying is abhorrent. That's fine. That is their call. But I agree with David. It's like this double standard of, well, we, we really like free speech, but you were all triggered by comments that you thought were phobic. If someone calls a, a man a woman... Or they want to be referred to as a they and you call them a he or a she. It's like enough to get you tossed in the gulag. But if if you hear people calling for the genocide of Jews, suddenly it's like, oh, where's the Constitution at? Let me let me look at that document again. Let me cling to that piece of paper. It might come in handy. All I'm asking for is a level playing field, you know, and I'm not under the impression that we have one. But a girl can dream. 844-500-4242. 844 And there's so many examples. Like, Harvard is still canceling speakers now. I read a story today that there was someone who was supposed to speak about cancel culture, and they, and they canceled the cancel culture lecturer. So they're not learning their lesson. They're hypocrites. And that's okay. That's okay. But people should know it. It should be obvious. And the hilarious thing is now, I read something. Let me actually pull this up, because I was... I was uh, talking to David Harsani today about coming on the show. And so then obviously I was checking out some of his most recent work and I was on his Twitter page and he retweeted this statement. And this is pretty obvious too. my mom had said to me, oh, you know what's going to happen next. Next, it's going to be like the Jewish donors are are being racist or they're discriminating by not giving their money to these institutions. So uh, David Harsani tweets this guy, Norman Finkelstein, who said, make no mistake about it, in order to stifle dissent from Israel's genocidal war in Gaza, the Jewish billionaire class has launched the most concerted, concerted assault on academic freedom in the history of our country. So David Harsani retweets it and goes, why won't Jews continue to support people who want them dead, asks leading anti-Semite. That's what it is. So not only... Not only do we have to be okay with the hordes of students who are going around uh, chanting for an antifada, but also these Jewish billionaires have to give their money to places that want to see them dead. Do I have that correct? Why won't you give us your money? Is it because the students keep saying they want you guys dead? What gives? You took that seriously? Come on. Give us a couple billion. Who cares? It's it's really, really amazing stuff. Hey, speaking of amazing stuff, though, I got to read you a little bit of this story. So this is from Free Beacon. Free Beacon does a lot of good investigating and they don't get as much play as they should. They were the ones who broke that story about the crack pipes, the Biden administration handing out crack pipes. This is uh, the latest here. This is Alana Goodman. She writes, Congress probes Biden administration's three billion dollar loan to solar company accused of scamming the elderly. So last week, we talked about the $7.5 billion the Biden administration got through the, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, the infrastructure bill. And Congress gives them $7.5 billion. Not a single charger has been installed. So now the Biden administration gives a $3 billion loan to this solar company. It's called Sonova, Sonova Energy.
1: Shut up about the sun. Shut up about the Sun!"
0: And the request, um, so Free Beacon is asking for these records regarding the loan to Sonova Energy, the three billion loan. But what I was most interested in is some of the quotes here. It says, "There have been at least and I'm just skipping around you can check out the, the full story at freebeacon.com. It says, "There have been at least 1,000 complaints filed against Sonova in Puerto Rico including claims of misleading consumers and failing to deliver lower energy bills as promised. Now, that part of it, that's, yeah, you're signing up for the solar panels. You can believe what you want to believe. But if you get a bill and you signed up for it, that's kind of your problem. But what I will say, Jared, is the solar panel people came to my house. And I am the worst. When people come to my house, if you knock on my door, it's, I'm not signing up for it. But I'm also too nice. Like, I should start to get in the habit of just saying, no, thanks, not interested. Because if you don't do that, Jared, you know what happens. Even if, you give, even if you give a hint of hope to people who are selling solar panels, they will come back time and time again until they know that there's no chance. So the solar panel people came to my house. And then the second time around, I was like, I don't I give you guys the wrong impression. It's not happening. But I guess... What these solar panel people were doing from Sonova is they were going to elderly people. Now, this is Terry Blythe, right? She's a Texas resident. She told the Free Beacon that her father was 86 years old and had been diagnosed with dementia when a door-to-door Sonova salesman persuaded him to sign a 25-year solar panel lease in 2020. When her father passed away earlier this year, Blythe was on the hook for a $34,000 contract. Another Texas resident, Mary Lawler, told a Free Beacon that her elderly father was senile and had been given months to live when a door-to-door Sonova salesman sold him a $60,000 solar system for his mobile home last year. She said, my dad told the salesman at the time that he was on hospice and dying, and basically he wasn't in his right mind. Her father passed away soon after, and she, uh, Lawler said Sunova placed a lien on his home, which prevented the family from selling the property. If you're selling solar panels and you come across an 86-year-old, okay, Jared, and you say to that 86-year-old, hey, are you interested in a 25-year solar panel lease? You know what you're doing. I don't need need to see it in a court of law. I know right away. My instinct tells me you knew you were up to no good when the 86-year-old man comes to the door and you're signing him up for a 25-year lease. We can talk more about that when we come back. Um, Here's something that you should sign up for. Don't sign up for the... does an old guy do that? Don't sign up for the solar panels. Sign up for Omaha Steaks. This is, I actually have steaks, Jared, ready to go tonight. I'm having the filet mignon. I'm so excited. And what I love about Omaha Steaks, there's a few things. One, I love the quality because you can just taste it in every single thing you get, whether it's the chicken, the hot dogs, the burgers, the steaks, the quality is exceptional. And also what I love is that If you give this as a gift, it's a really unique gift. People really appreciate it. And you're not just giving them great products. You're not giving them uh, just great, delicious food. You're also saving them a trip to the grocery store at the worst time of year to go to the grocery store.
3: Yeah, we actually went to the grocery store on Sunday because we had to get a few things. And I was like, why did we do this? But uh, I do have a a cousin who actually is not listening so I can say this. In college, you know, doesn't really have a lot, but has, you know, video games, whatever, is into that sort of thing. But, you know, it's like, all right, we could get a gift card to a restaurant or we could get an Amazon gift card or, or we could get them Omaha Steaks. And we've decided that we know. That he likes steaks, so we're going to get him Omaha Steaks for Christmas this
0: year. And you're going to save because it's 50% off site-wide. That
3: exactly, the code works, I I used it.
0: Plus, you use code GRACE, you save an additional $30 off your order, which is great. This is not going to last long. People ask me all year, when's the big Omaha Steak sale? It's happening right now, so I want you to hop on this. Check off a couple Christmas gifts. You get it done right away. It's easy and it's not going to go to waste. I'm so sick of these Christmas gifts people send out. that just end up sitting in someone's living room and they never use them. It's a sweater in a box. Don't do that. Get something they're going to use and they're going to think of you every time. So visit OmahaSteaks.com. Take advantage of the 50% off site-wide. Plus use promo code GRACE at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Promo code GRACE. Minimum order may be required and we will be right back.
1: Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore Curly. This is the Grace Curly Show.
0: This is from Politico. It says Jack Smith indicated that he plans to call an expert witness who extracted and reviewed data copied from Trump's phone. No stone left unturned when it comes to Donald Trump. Special counsel Jack Smith has extracted data from the cell phone Donald Trump used while in the White House and plans to present evidence of his findings to a Washington, D.C. jury to demonstrate how Trump used the phone in the weeks during which he attempted to subvert the 2020 election. I'm sure this is going to be it. You know, I'm sure this is the walls are closing in. The noose is tightening. They finally got him now, scoobs. Right. Everyone, don't hold your breath, though. On a different note, when we come back, we're talking to David Harsani. We're going to talk to him about the Hunter Biden indictment. What he's really focused on, which I appreciate, is what David Weiss did not indict Hunter Biden, like what he did not charge him with, that is a big part of the problem here. And we're also going to talk about how the media is attempting to make Joe and Hunter and Hunter struggle with addiction. They're trying to paint him as some sort of victim. I did want to mention here quickly, Jared, that there's a survey out of the most annoying Christmas songs. And this has inspired me for next week. We're going to hold off for the Christmas poll questions until next week. But so far, top top three most annoying one, is All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Two, this one surprised me, the Chipmunk song. I love the Chipmunk song. Oh, uh. a- and three, Emma Foley's mom's favorite song, Feliz Navidad. Which I can get on board with that. That song's terrible. We'll talk about this next week, but just a little teaser for everyone. David Harsani from The Federalist joins us next. Don't go anywhere. This is The Grace Curley Show. We shall